This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the punt. Today's game will be a special 2v1 game, pitting the Benchwarmer team of Marcus and myself, Josh, versus Benchwarmer Dan going solo. Uh, and today's game was written and will be hosted by everybody's favorite Cyrano and a head coach to our Patreon team, David Lux. Welcome back to the bench, David. Why don't you take a minute to remind us about yourself? Yeah, hey, thanks, Bombeck. Uh Yeah, my name is David Lux. I live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, happy to be back. I'm, uh, I think, one visit away or one appearance away from getting my, uh, my smoking jacket. So uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see how the 2v1 goes today. I'm excited to see, see it play out. Well, I'm, I'm doing all right myself. I uh, got my, got my uh, trivia beers ready to roll, and Marcus and I will uh, inevitably struggle to get answers. But, hey, we always have a good time no matter what. Speaking of Marcus, how you doing? Not too bad. Uh, this morning here in the Pacific Northwest, it's, we're still in our second little heat wave. And because of the wildfires in Canada, hopefully everybody up there is okay. Uh, let's see, the um, air quality index this morning was at 77, which is not good, but down from the whatever 92 it was yesterday. So uh, staying inside with the door, <laughs> with all the windows and doors shut is not ideal when it's this hot so but i got my fans on me so i'll i'll live we down here have discovered air conditioning i don't know if you so funny story about that everybody in washington is like oh it rains all the time you don't need air conditioning in your house and honestly if i had known this 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 is what this summer was going to be like i probably wouldn't have bought this house i would have been like nope ac is an absolute must (laughs) but here we are so dan how you doing Ah, i'm all right I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, this is, uh, is going to be a bittersweet game for me, though. I'm uh, going to be, um, unfortunately, um, maybe fortunately for some people, I don't know. I'm going to be uh, announcing that I'm going to be uh, leaving the, the bench for probably for a while. Don't know how long. It's, it's going to be in, an indisclosed amount of time because I don't know when it's going to be either. Um, I'm going to call this my, uh, my retirement game, but it's going to be, the, uh, it's gonna be my, my Brett Favre, Michael Jordan retirement game. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've, if some of you know that I'm a, a board game designer and um, I just had one of my designs um, that got published and I've got to spend a lot of time now working on that game, but also working on the others that I've got coming down the pipe. And uh, I've got to go to a lot of conventions, which um, is going to be a lot of traveling for me and being away from my family. So the times that I can be with my family, I really need to stay with my family. So I'm going to take some time off for a while. I'm going to be uh, the uh, bench, bench warmer emeritus. I'll come, I'll come back. I'll do, I'll do games every once in a while. Um, um, as a matter of fact, I've already got two on the schedule for when we actually went half right after this game. Um, I, I am going to be the, uh, the helper on the final tournament game. And then there's this matter of Scott Grimes trying to uh, say that he can beat um, Eric and I, and I, we're not going to let that drop. So <laughs> I'll see you all around, but uh, probably a lot less. Well, I'll speak out of jealousy that uh, I hope to someday um, have the same problem you have, and that's 
having board games become an actual thing that you've created and made and is out there. I hope to get there myself, hopefully shortly, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Jab games, but hey. I've got a jab game. You do have a jab game. There's one that's out there uh, available to people, uh, but anyway. So Dan, I, I just want to know, I don't want you to let the cat out of the bag, but I'm assuming your game involves dice. There are no dice in this game. Interesting. So you're leaving all your so you're leaving all your dice behind to the other bench warmers then. Is that what I'm what I'm gathering? You know what? I've got I've I've got four or five other games that are, you know, oh, okay. in the hopper right now. And got it. Got most it. Most of them have dice. But no, this first one that got published, no dice. Well, you know, with that, let's kick it over to Pass Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. And with that, I am now going to pass the hosting duties over to David. David, it's all yours. Great. Well, it, we'll start with the tailgate, but I will tell you as a as a spoiler for spoiler alert for a little bit later that I've got some special stuff worked up for Dan. So we'll see how those things go. Uh, so it's time for the tailgate first. Um, three warm-up questions, 10 points each. And today's theme is futility. Well, so you got a lot cooked up for me. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're talking to the right people. It wasn't supposed to be in the first quarter, but it's, it's super funny anyway. All right. So question one, what is the only NFL team that has neither played in nor hosted the Super Bowl? I'm going to check in. Dan has checked in. That leaves Marcus and Josh to talk it out. Hmm. Let's start with the ones that haven't played in the Super Bowl, which yeah. is Cleveland, Detroit, um, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Yep. Houston, Houston. Have, has Cleveland ever hosted the Super Bowl? Let's, no, I can't imagine <laughs> I that. They, no, I can't imagine that they would. So maybe do you want to go with that? Because Detroit definitely has. Detroit, yeah, totally has. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, has, haven't they? I mean, it would make sense that they would have at some point. Yeah, warm weather. Um, and I think Houston did in their stadium. Okay. If you think that they did, because that would be my only hesitation. Then... I think so. I mean, you, normally when you when there's new stadiums, they get a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I. Why the hell would it ever be in Cleveland? No offense, Cleveland, but <laughs> if it wasn't back in the day when like one of the teams playing got to host it, then and obviously they haven't been there, so no, Cleveland. Yep. All right, we'll check that in. All right, so that brings us back to Dan. I don't know why you wouldn't want to, you know, spend a nice cool February night on the shores of Lake Erie, but uh, apparently. Cleveland's never had the Super Bowl there before, so I also went with Cleveland. So it's points all around. Um, in fact, yeah, so you had the list right. There are four teams that haven't been uh, the, uh, or uh, haven't been at all. So it's the Browns, the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Texans. And actually, the Lions, the Texans, and the Jaguars hosted three consecutive Super Bowls. So the Texans hosted actually 38 and then again 51. The Jaguars did 39, and the Lions hosted in, hosted 40, and I th think sometime in the teens, but I, I, I didn't write that down. I think it may have been 16. 
But anyway, yes, Cleveland Browns is correct. Okay, so on to question two. We all know the Mariners are the only major league team to never appear in the World Series. Sorry, Marcus. But what's the only franchise that's appeared in at least one World Series but never won a game? I can check in. Dan has checked in. So once again, Marcus and Bombeck, talk it out. So I think I know this. I think this is the Rockies. Remember when they made it against, was it the White Sox who they made it against? I can't remember who the Rockies played, but I'm fairly certain they got swept. Okay. When they played. At least that's, it's it's ringing a bell to me. Well, we know Texas won games because they were on the right. verge of winning. <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Oh, man. The, the Rays won games. Yes, absolutely. I say go with it. Okay. We're going to check in with the Colorado Rockies. All right. Brings us back to Dan. Yeah. Um, it was the, the Rockies. They, uh, they played the Sox, but it was the other Sox. It was the, uh, the Red Sox. It was the, ah. the Rocks and the Sox. And ah. uh, they, beat, uh, they beat the other National League uh, um, expansion team to get in, um, the, the Diamondbacks. That's correct. So points all around again. Yeah, the Rockies lost in the 2007 World Series to the Red Sox. And it was and it was a sweep. Um, honorable mention that I was ready for is actually the Padres. The Padres have made it twice, and they've got a stellar record of one and eight. Um, <laughs> they they were one and they won only one game in '84, and they got swept by the Yankees in '98. So uh, there you go. But at least they made it twice. Okay. So question number three for the tailgate: Of the metro areas that have all four Big Four teams, what metropolitan area has the longest active drought? without a big four championship checked in <laughs> Dan has checked in almost immediately <laughs> brings us to Marcus and Josh. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a, a hint of some kind. Uh, I think this very well could be the, the twin cities because we're talking 30 years now. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it right before the show. Uh... I think it's gotta be the twin cities. So, All right. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So, yeah, we'll check that in. All right, Dan. Yeah, it's it's Minneapolis, St. Paul, and it's not close. It was close at one point in time. Um, Washington D.C. was right on our heels, and then the uh, the Nationals and the Caps. <laughs> so um, it's that. That's it. How <laughs> sad. That is, that is points all around, and this is my attempt to offend all of the players before we get out of the tailgate, since I've now offended Marcus with question two, and <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Bombback with question three, so maybe I'm not going to get my uh, my return. I'm not offended. Yeah, it's we're all <laughs> numb to it now. I'm just sad, especially <laughs> since today, today before the Twins game, they are honoring the 30-year anniversary of the twin the 91 World Series. It, so. it is it is 30 years as Dan made reference to before <sighs> before I even kicked off today. And I'll just tell you in my in my I always put a couple of flavor text comments in case I need them, but this one I could only bring myself to write sorry bomb back comma Dan. Like that's all I could apologize for the question was my comment to myself. But anyway, so <sighs> uh so Bombac, could we get uh, scores coming out of tailgate? Uh, both uh, both groups here, both the two and the one. Got them all, so it's 30-30. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. 
There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. All right. So today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. So this round of Sporting Haikus is going to have a missing link twist. Oh, 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 oh. you're speaking <laughs> my language, Mr. Oh, yes. Lovey. Oh, boy. So we're... We'll, so in an effort to keep the points somewhat, you know, even, we're going to play this as regular sporting haikus, but the answers are going to have a missing link theme. So consider it like a regular missing link, but it'll be 20 points for the first team to get it in and 10 points for the second team to get it in with the same caveats of fifth by the fifth question, yada, yada, yada. All right. So question one in our sporting haikus with a missing link. First overall pick, Ohio State D lineman chosen over Falk. Uh, we are going to check in. All right. Marcus and Bombeck have checked in. Dan, for the first time, I get to hear you talk it out with yourself. I remember the draft. It was um, 90, 94, 95 in there. Um, I can picture the guy. Um, played for uh, played for the Bengals, played for the, uh, the football team for a while. Um, um Hold on, I'm gonna get there. Uh, um, big, 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 big daddy, big daddy uh, Wilkinson. Uh, Wilkinson, we'll check in with that. Marcus and Josh, what'd you guys have? Yeah, um, I just needed clarification on the year, so I, I shot over to Josh. Uh, was this roughly '94? And he said, "I think it was '94." And then it came to me right away. Big daddy Dan Wilkinson. That's correct. It is Dan Wilkinson, who was drafted just ahead of Marshall Falk. And I think a couple of plays later was Willie McGinnis. Um, but everybody got it. Nice work. Question two. Outstanding player, Arkansas Final Four win, 12 years NBA. I can check in. Dan has checked in. So Marcus and Josh. Doesn't this have to be Corliss Williamson? Big, yeah. Yes. Yes. Corliss. He, he helped me. He helped me win my... Uh freshman year college dorm floor uh brackets so yeah let's do i fully agree all right we're gonna check in with corliss williamson and dan what did you have only player i could remember from that team right now off the top of my head is corliss <laughs> williamson so but he was definitely the mop that's correct corliss williamson is correct so points all the way around well done so that means our haiku themed link dancers are dan wilkinson and corliss williamson all right question number three MVP two times, only White Sox elected, Hall on first ballot. All right, we're going to check in. Marcus and Josh have checked in. Dan? I'm pretty sure this has got to be uh, Frank Thomas. So check in with Frank Thomas. Josh and Marcus, what did you guys have? Mm-hmm. Same thing, Frank Thomas. And that is correct. Um, Frank Thomas, so I remember, won the MVP in 93 and in 94, uh, which would have been the, the, the strike end, ended year, uh, and he was elected in 2014 in his first, in his first uh, ballot. Um, I had to go back and remember. It seemed like the White Sox had been around too long to have never had a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think Carlton Fisk went in as a, as a Red Sox. Harold Baines, of course, was controversial for a long time. Joe Jackson, of course, never made it. I was, I was 
scrounging for, for, for big name White Sox. And I, um, so yeah, Frank Thomas is the only one that was ever uh, elected on the first ballot. Question four, only non-Yankee with 500 plus home runs and three series wins. Oh, you want to check that in? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I can also check in. So, all right. So Dan checks in. So Josh and Marcus, can you guys talk it out? Uh, yeah, I don't think we need to now because, uh, we think, uh, uh, we started off thinking about Albert Pujols, but I think he only has two and then it hit me. I think this is David Ortiz. So we're going to check in with that. Making me sad again. <laughs> Dan? Or knows he didn't win one with the twins. <laughs> <sighs> David Ortiz. And that is points all the way around. Yeah. So this is another one that I was kind of surprised by. I, I sort of ran across this. There, there, there are actually four guys that have, that have 500 uh, plus home runs. Um, this could probably be a question itself and, and three series wins. Um, but three of them are Yankees. Um, and any, 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 any quick guesses? Reggie Jackson's got to be one. Reggie Jackson is one of them. Yep. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, for sure. And Mantle. Mickey Mantle is number three. That's right. So David Ortiz uh, completes the, uh, the foursome. All right. So our haiku theme-linked answers are Dan Wilkinson, Carlos Williamson, Frank Thomas, and David Ortiz. So question five in our Sporting Haikus Missing Link round. Andre the Giant, first WrestleMania foe managed by the brain. I checked in. Locked in. I've been on the show before. Checked in. Dan has checked in. Marcus and Josh. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. I should know this. Oh, this is a, I think this would have to be Big John Stud. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to check in with Big John Stud. And Dan, what did you have? John Stud. It is, in fact, John Stud. So that means our haiku theme link dancers are Dan Wilkinson, Corliss Williamson, Frank Thomas, David Ortiz, and John Studd. This was remarkably close, but by seconds, Bombac sent me a theme guess. It literally, literally was three, probably two seconds ahead of Dan, which, which seems sort of sad in many ways. But um, does anybody want to tell us what the theme is? You're both correct. It is, uh, I believe it's nicknames that have big in them. That is correct. So we had Big Daddy, Dan Wilkinson, Big Nasty, Corliss Williamson, Big Hurt, Frank Thomas, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, and of course, Big John Studd. So anyway, well done all the way around. All right. So Bombeck, we get a score update. It's a good game because nobody's gotten a question wrong yet. Woo! But with that extra 10 points, Marcus and myself have 150 and Dan going solo is at 140. All right. Today's well second done. round is... The missing link. <laughs> Today's second quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. All right, Dan, this is for you. This pre and post game is going to have a missing link twist. Aha! Oh, my <laughs> word. Is this another 2010? Yeah, yeah. Yes, another 2010. All right. So 
So now I want to be clear on this one. Each of the pairs of players have something in common with each other, not with the other pairs. So it's, it's, it's the theme is what the pairs actually have in common. I mean, since obviously each one is two answers. Okay. All right. So it's going to be getting deep on this. (laughs) Oh, so there's an extra, extra layer there. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that when it's when we're when the round is over. But oh yes, so we're going to play this the same as just like the last one, regular missing link. But each one is going to be a pre and post game. And remember, just want to reiterate, it's not it's that. not it, it's a link between each pair of players. Not okay. the so, total list. Uh, not the total, total list. But to be there clear, is a total list, right? There, there's a there's a total list, but the yes. but the but the theme is what each theme what is. The, no, it's no, no, between no, no. The, not, it's the not each... five. It's not five different themes. It's there's one theme that links the first players of the, the answer for the first so, question. Also, the same theme, which links the players of the next right. question. But, but so they don't link. Theme. But other players within don't link with those. It's just That's within. Correct. So I'm not looking for a link in number one to be my number one link. I'm not looking. And then for number two to be a number two link. No, there is. And then trying to figure those five out to be what the overall link is. <laughs> no, but oh, I did think, word. but I'm going to do that next time I read it. I did. I did oh, think about God. doing that. I was, I was, I was strongly <laughs> thinking about doing that, but I, but I, yes, I wanted to start small. Yeah, so, please. Thank yes, you. Right. My brain but would the, explode if I had to find a link and then find the link that those no, links no. are all. No, no, no. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one link that link that, binds each of the pairs together Maybe one link to bind them it's... all and in the title. that's right <laughs> one link to bind them all i think that's, that's going to be the title maybe and my <laughs> axe <laughs> okay all right so question number one in our special pre and post game this nba player set his franchise rookie record for best field goal percentage breaking his own brother's record the same brother that he was traded for in 2008 and Though he spent his first three seasons with the Hornets, he was the first player to have his number retired by the Miami Heat. I'm going to check in. Dan has checked in. Marcus and Bombeck. Let's see what you got. Okay. So I got the, well, I sort of got the second half. Of it, really. <laughs> I, think. I think you're right. I think that's right. I think it's so, going to be Alonzo Morning. Yeah, got to be Alonzo Morning. I started off with Glenn Rice, and then I went, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And then I went to morning. Um, so like we were saying in the chat, field goal percentage has to be a big man. I'm just trying to think of brothers who were big men and then were active. I know. I, the... I immediately thought of Lopez, but that... that They don't go back far enough. To... No. Well, they might. I mean, they're... They've been in the league. Have they been in the league for 12 years? Uh, Yeah. 12, 13 years? Or getting close. Getting close. But that doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. So their hair was growing about that long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Robin's hair. Anyway. Um, Um, Oh, God. I'm trying to think of brothers. Why why am I having a hard time? uh, I'm in that same place. Because there's the Morris twins, but that's not right. Um, I mean, they don't, they don't have to be twins. I'm naming twins, not brothers. All. <laughs> um, oh. Um, could this be the Gasols? Oh, uh, Gasol on. Oh, yeah. They were definitely traded. So this, so this must be Mark? Because yeah. Pow is older, right? Yes, Pow is older. And 
yeah, Mark, yeah, when they were Mark Gasol was in the trade for Pow, and uh, and, yeah, and then he would have set the record for the Grizzlies that yeah. he would have broken Pow's record. Yeah, so Mark Gasol Lonzo Morning. All right, we'll check that in. All right, so Josh and Marcus have checked in with Mark Gasol Lonzo Morning. Dan, what did you have? It took me not very long to get to Alonzo Morning, and then excruciatingly a long, a long <laughs> amount of time to finally come up with the Gasol brothers. And then it gave me pause as to which one to go with. Um, and I went also with Mark Gasol Alonzo Morning. Both teams are receiving points. Well played, everyone. Um, yeah, so so it was 2008 that Marcus All was traded as part of a package to bring Paul Gasol, um, and then immediately sort of uh, set set the Grizzly franchise record for a field goal percentage that Paul Gasol had set. So yeah, okay. So uh, our pre and post game theme linked <laughs> pairs so far are Marcus All and Alonzo Morning. All right, question two. He was the last quarterback taken in the famous 1983 first round. And with no offense to the GOAT, Ken Anderson, is widely considered the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl and won the 2014 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, going on to become the fastest player to reach both 200 career receptions and 4,000 career receiving yards. I'll, I'll check in. Okay. Dan has checked in. Marcus and Josh, again, talking out. So Dan Marino for the first half. That makes sense. And 2014, fastest to 200 career receptions and 4,000 yards. Marino. Um, oh. <laughs> this is our uh, our thing that we have with uh, using a letter and not. Oh. So this oh. is Dan. Yeah. Dan Marine Odell Beckham Jr. is out. Yeah. That, that sounds right. Yeah. All right. Do you want to check that in? Yes, please. Check that in. Dan Marine, Nodell Beckham Jr. Okay. So Marcus and Josh have checked in with Dan Marine, Nodell Beckham Jr. Dan, what did you have? I don't think this one's nearly as bad, though, as. No, it's not. But, but as I had any to get of the other ones we've point. ever had before because. No, this, this one this flows. I yes, mean, it flows. It actually you flows. Know, yeah. But it is, it is um, for the record, Dan Marine, Nodell Beckham Jr. Both teams are receiving points. Um, I'm going to defend this one only because I think it counts as a whole syllable and it's too. not some silly rhyming situation. No, no I do too. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're good. You're good. I just had to get there. <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, both teams got it. That's great. So our pre and post game theme linked pairs, Marcus on Alonzo morning and Dan Marino and Odell Beckham. Question three. He has a current major leaguer who holds the record for the youngest player to play in an all-star game the youngest to win the MVP. And in 2019, he switched teams signing what was then the biggest contract in North American sports history. And he was the Heisman Trophy winner from Texas in 1977 before becoming the NFL rushing leader his first three years in the league, averaging nearly 1,700 yards per year, the second most all-time in a player's first three years. Do you trust me? Yeah, I trust you. Okay, we can check in. Oh, Marcus and Josh have checked in. That brings us to Dan. Okay. That's uh, yuck. Um, 
and I, it's really hard when you don't have a partner to even try and talk it out. Um, you could try talking it out with me, Dan. Maybe that would work. Well, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. All right. So uh, who, who won 77 Heisman, David? Um, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I happen to know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, if I could come up with that, I feel like I should have a shot here. I should know that one's cold. University of Texas. Oh, it's never. It's Earl Campbell. Um, okay. Back to the All-Star game then. So. Wow. Um, so who are the youngest players to have been in an all-star game? Oh, 2019 switch teams. Rich, okay. There it is. There it is. Okay. It's, uh, it's going to be Bryce Harper Campbell. Dan is checked in with Bryce Her- Harper Earl Campbell. Hard to say. And Marcus back just in time. What did you guys have? Oh, that's all Marcus. Yeah, yeah. right away. Um, we have checked in with Bryce Harper or Campbell. Both teams are receiving points. Well done. It was harder to say when I actually got to had to say it out loud than I thought it was going to be. So I won't try it again. <laughs> um, so our pre and post game theme linked pairs are Marcus All and Alonzo Morning, Dan Marino and Odell Beckham, and Bryce Harper and Earl Campbell. That brings us to question four. Though he was not selected until the fourth round. This quarterback ended up the starter for his team, winning the NFL Office of Rookie of the Year and led his team to a number one seed in the NFC, even though they lost, and was an NHL Hall of Famer who achieved most of his success with the, N- with the New Jersey Devils, winning three Stanley Cups, the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and at the time of his retirement, had the record for most games played by an NHL defenseman. Checked in. Uh, and has checked in. Marcus and Bombeck, that leaves you to talk about a hockey question. Mm-hmm. We How think we have his first name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely think we have the first name. Oh my gosh! All right. Um, <sighs> when did the de- when did the Devils win their their Stanley Cups? I don't even remember exactly. They they are not a team I've paid any attention to. Or oh gosh. All right, so the first part you were pretty quick with <clears throat> Dak I, I, Prescott. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Dak. Um, mm. it's it's weird because uh, <laughs> you know, fourth round. You know, you 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 remember some rounds that guys were drafted, but um, I listened to a podcast where they just uh, they did a draft where they said draft the best team you can with 28 players and there were some caveats there, but you had to use seven seventh rounders, six, sixth rounders, so on and so forth. And yeah. So that's why I know okay. exactly where he is. Um, but so uh, I think when you're asking about the devils, I think there was like the nineties and, and the aughts. I think that's uh-huh. where they're like late nineties, early aughts, but I don't know. So we're like looking said, for a guy probably named Scott. I would think a defenseman um, named Scott. Um, uh, I don't. I have no idea. Like I said, I thought Brindamore was a name that I thought was a devil, but you said you don't think that's his first name. No, his first name's Rob. It's Rob okay. Brindamore. Was it, did he play for the Devils? I don't. I'm not right? sure. Uh, to be honest, okay. I'm not sure. But so, 
are, I don't think we're going to get there. I don't think there's no. any possible way we just pull no, this name I'm, out. No, I'm not going to, like, will it be somebody I've heard of possibly, but yeah. I, I don't have, I think I've mentioned this in other ones, like, if it's not a, a high-scoring NHLer right. from that time frame, like, I'm not going to know the defenseman. Um, so do we want to go with our name that we both came up with at the same time? <laughs> What something? <laughs> yeah, sure. So we'll go. We're gonna check in with Dak. Dak Prescott something. <laughs> uh, Marcus and Josh have checked in with Dak Prescott something. I'm not. I'm not sure I can say that's wrong. Um, <laughs> so, Dad, what did you have? I had the the hockey player. I went back to front on this one. You never go back to front. Well, I just did. And I I couldn't come up with a quarterback that fit that until I finally just stumbled upon it and said, oh, well, duh. And it is Dak Prescott Stevens. That's a name name Dak Dak Prescott Stevens. And that that is correct. Um, Hmm. Yeah. And I I didn't know this until I looked it up, but he he had uh, more games. What was it? more games as a, as a, uh, as a defenseman than anybody until I think Chris Chelios came along um, and, and broke that record. But at the time he was elected to the hall, it was, it was true. So anyway, Chelios had a deal with the devil, which is ironic considering Scott Stevens played for the devils, but it's true. Good point. All right. Question five. So, Oh, I forgot to read our, our pre and post game theme link pairs, Mark Gasol and Alonzo morning, Dan Reno and Odell Beckham. Bryce Harper and Eric and Earl Campbell and Dak Prescott and Scott Stevens, which brings us to our final question five. He is scheduled to be inducted into the baseball hall of fame in September. The first to be shown wearing the cap from his team in part due to his being the first player to ever have a season with a 700 slugging percentage and 30 steals and has won more NBA MVPs than anyone in history. Ah, checked in. Dan just checked in. Mm-hmm. Marcus and Bombeck. I can talk it out. Is it Kareem with the most MVPs? Uh, I think so. So then that would mean that's what we're looking for. Mm. Okay. Um, for, so this is the first player to be inducted from a team. So who doesn't have someone in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Um, probably be somebody recent, right? I mean, a, a more recent team. Maybe. Yeah. Is, uh, so you're talking like the Rockies. Is that oh, Larry Walker. Larry Walker, Reem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. We're checking in Larry Walker, Reem Abdul-Jabbar. Marcus and Bombeck have checked in with Larry Walker, Reem Abdul-Jabbar. Dan. Yep. Finally got there. Um, I was trying to, riff off of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and like I, I was stuck on the car K-A-R and I finally I went I went through the same thing that that Marcus just did and said okay what are the teams that did it and then we got to the Rockies I said well it's Walker okay that makes sense so um Larry Walk Kareem Abdul-Jabbar both teams getting points it's Larry Walk Kareem Abdul-Jabbar um yeah it was a little bit misleading in the clue I was trying to figure out the right way to say that because Larry Walker was actually in 
voted in, I don't know, whatever it is at this point, a year and a half ago, but the induction because of COVID was was postponed. And so now they're finally yeah. doing it in September. So I know, but I, could, I couldn't think of another way to say that because it's, no. it's not factually wrong, but I know I know it was a little bit misleading. No, because um, that that's that's what threw me off just initially at first, because I was like, wasn't this most recent? Didn't nobody get in? or No. Nope. Yeah. Well, so nobody exactly. got nobody got elected nobody got by elected. the right writers. The, I don't know. Yeah, the writers. Any, I don't know if there's any like uh, senior gotcha. committee or whatever the yeah. whatever that group is called now. Yeah. Um, so um, just to bring us back to our theme, Dan was actually just a minute ahead of uh, Bombac and Marcus on this one. So, Dan, do you want to share what your guess was? Um, it took me until just after the uh, second one was written. But um, I realized that uh, after I thought about it, that all of these guys wore the same uniform number. That's correct. And Bombac and Marcus actually guessed the same thing. And that's right. So. Marcus Saul and Alonzo Mourning both wore 33, primarily. Dan Marino and Odell Beckham both wore 13. Bryce Harper and Earl Campbell both wore 34. Dak Prescott and Scott Stevens both wore four. And Larry Walker and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar both, uh, Larry Walker wore primarily 33. I'm not sure entirely, but both wore 33 as well. So good job to the teams for getting pulling the theme very, very quickly. All right, so Mr. Bombeck, can you uh, present us with updates on scores? Well, our lead was... Short-lived. Short-lived. <laughs> um, Dan has taken the lead. He has 260, but Marcus and myself are only 20 points behind at 240. So Dan's honor, I'll say it's still anyone's ball game. Uh, Dan is still pitching a perfect game. No, oh, nice. Hey. I, didn't, I haven't gotten all the available points. But you've gotten every question. Well, you've gotten every question correct. Okay, you're not. You're, you're pitching a no-hitter. A no-hitter. Sorry. That's right. You're not a perfect he game walked, anymore. You've thrown a no-hitter. The, yeah, he, he walked a number seven hitter unexpectedly. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, so that that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth twenty points. All right, so halftime is going to be a traditional halftime. There is no missing link. All right, so here we go. Question one in halftime. Though this fictional character was introduced in 1950, we didn't learn the name of his favorite baseball player, Joe Schlobotnik, until 1963. Oh, check in. Dan has checked in. Um, <laughs> Marcus is playing the Brady Bunch game and looking very confused. Yes, Marcus and Josh, <laughs> please talk about it. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, huh? I don't, I don't know. He's been around for that long. Is this freaking Charlie Brown or something? I don't know when that started. Uh, I don't know. What in the? I mean, that could be. I'm just thinking of old fictional. I'm guessing it it does not say cartoon though. No, no, but fictional character. But what other fictional characters would have been around from at least fifty to sixty-three? I can't. There's not. I don't think. TV shit, the early, you know, those, I don't think that's, the same, that's a long stretch. So I, uh, uh, that's a better guess than I'm going to have, just <laughs> okay, to be honest with you. I have no clue, but I think the peanuts is around that time, right around the fifties. Yeah. It's, uh, do you want to just go with that? Uh, I don't think I'm going to. Sure. <laughs> I, I got nothing. So. Okay. Uh, we're going to check in with Charlie Brown. Marcus and Josh have checked in with Charlie Brown. Dan, what did you have? 
I'm waiting to see the look on Bombak's face when he finds out what the answer to this is. Something that he, being a Minnesotan, really, really should know. And that is 1950 was the beginning of Peanuts and Charlie Brown. Hey, nice guess, Marcus. And you're right. I probably should know that. But that was 25 years prior to my existence. So I don't know exactly when. And I know it's but it's roughly 20 years, 21 years for you. But still. All right. But but still around, notably. And Joe Slobotnik, I, I don't know if Joe Slobotnik still makes an appearance, but there were I, I had to go look up some of the old the old uh, the old strips. But Charlie finds out at one point, I think this was pretty early on when we find this out. She, he finds out that Lucy has a Joe Slobotnik card and he just starts offering her. He offers her literally in one of the strips like I'll give you my Sandy Koufax, my Willie Mays, my Hank Aaron, my Duke Snyder and my Frank Robinson. And Lucy's like Lucy looks at the card again. And she says, I don't know. Joe Slobotnik's kind of cute. I can't make that deal. So, <laughs> yes, it is. It is. In, is in fact, Charlie Brown. Well done, everyone. So I'm assuming this Joe Slobotnik is a real person. No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think okay. so. But I couldn't. I can't tell you when I was in college. He was. He was the name that we cracked out. Like whenever you're telling stories and you can't remember somebody's name, like you know, we were hanging out in a bar and all of a sudden Joe Slobotnik walked in and started making trouble or whatever. That was that was the name. So we used that to was crack your out. equivalent of like you know the one with the face that exactly. you know <laughs> exactly exactly. Well, it sounds better, right? Joe Slobotnik right. sounds better. Yeah. But huh. anyway, all right. Question two of halftime: Who recently had a prominent role in the opening ceremonies of the Tokyo Olympics? 32 years after the Beastie Boys immortalized him with the lyrics, there's more to me than you'll ever know, and I got more hits than... Okay, we'll check in. Marcus and Josh have checked in. Dan? Um, the Tokyo Olympics? Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Actually, I just said the name. It's... Uh... Um, <laughs> it's uh, however you say his first name, but oh, the uh, the baseball player, uh, Sadarach. I'm not even going to attempt it. It's it's O O H. So Dan has checked in with O, doing his best to take us to a who's on first routine. Um, Josh and Marcus, what did you guys have? I I watched the <clears throat> the opening uh, ceremonies, and uh, he was helped out by uh, Hideki Nomo, I do believe. And that is indeed Sadaharu O. That is correct. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah, it's from the song "Hey Ladies," which which I I had to remember exactly when it was, but I realized uh, it was it was released just two weeks before benchwarmer Scott Grimes was born. So <laughs> it was in the summer <laughs> of 1989. So anyway. I didn't get it from the from the lyrics. I had to think hits, well, so baseball, Japanese baseball. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's also a pretty obvious no. rhyme. Right. There's more to me than you'll ever know. And I got more hits than Sadaro. Uh, true. I got it from watching the Olympics. <laughs> I I love the BC boys, but there's just a couple of albums that I just haven't found my way to. And that's um, the album that that's on. I just haven't. Well, like I, I had I, intergalactic as a kid, or, or I mean, uh, uh, what was it called? And it doesn't matter. Anyways, love the BC boys. Yeah. Yeah. Cool deal. All right. Question three. In an earlier episode, there was a reference to Ron LaFleur, the first player to lead both the AL and NL in steals, who was discovered while he was in prison. In 1978, a television movie was made about Ron LaFleur, starring what actor who went on to host a show for 23 years? Benchwarmers, please read the clue carefully. 
Oh boy. Check in. Dan has checked in. Josh and Marcus left to talk it out. So 23 years, read the clue carefully. Oh, could this be Alex Trebek? (laughs) Did he do acting? I don't know. I mean, that's... Read the clue. Read the clue? I don't know. I'm just throwing there. I mean, stuff. Dang it. I'm doing a good job of not swearing lately. and Uh, That one slipped out. I... Read is an all host. So... Um... Could it be reading rainbows? It's LeVar Burton. Oh! (laughs) Well, that, I mean... But it's just the word read. I, I, that's all. That's the. I mean, here. Um, I, I do. You, I do you know Ron Lafleur? Anything about Ron Lafleur? Hell no. Because I was going <laughs> to ask you if you knew if he was a white man or a black man. That would help. I think. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> now I will say. Um, that makes. I mean, was he, he on for twenty three years hosting Reading Rainbow? Did uh, that wouldn't that surprise long? me. Take a look in a book. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> that right. seriously um, wouldn't surprise I me. I so. can do anything. And and he's an actual actor. <laughs> That's true, too. Um, and not safe for work, but if you have time, look up Reading Rainbow DMX and somebody put DMX lyrics over the Reading Rainbow theme song. It's hilarious, but also <sighs> not with children around. Please don't do that. Uh, I go with it. I, yeah, that, that makes most sense, especially yeah. with the capital R E A D on Reed. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're gonna check in with Lavar Burton. Marcus and Josh have checked in with Lavar Burton. Dan, what did you have? Well, there's a couple juxtapositions going on here that I think are kind of, but one is one is funny, humorous. The other one is just kind of just there. Um, one is that um, we're trying to think of who played this uh, Ron LaFleur and the two names that were thrown out there were Alex Trebek and LeVar Burton <laughs> trying to find the crossover as to who those two could both play. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, is that a lot of people think that um, LeVar Burton, that LeVar Burton been, should have taken have over been. for, for Alex Trebek. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to be the unpopular opinion here and say, no, he probably should not have. He was not very good, but, that being said, that's just my opinion. Come at me. I don't care. I'm not here anymore. Benchwarmers will, uh, <laughs> benchwarmers will, uh, will survive. We'll it. disown you. <laughs> but um, it is, um, in fact, I believe this is my my guess was also LeVar Burton. Yeah, and both teams are receiving points. Well, well done. Uh, yeah, around the floor was African-American. Um, uh, and he was discovered while he was in prison. It, it came up actually in a game that you hosted, Marcus. Um you asked a question about players that had a lot of 70 steel seasons. And he was, he was uh, a yes. guy who like, he had like 96 steals one year and just yeah. barely eked out Omar Moreno. I think who had 95 steals, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. it is in fact, LeVar Burton. And it's funny that it came up in the Alec Trebek because I was, I almost made a jeopardy hint instead of the reading rainbow hint in this. So that was really funny that was- if I had done that and you had said Alex Trebek, I think I would have fallen out of my chair. So yeah. <laughs> It just, but it is, I, it is LeVar Burton. I just don't think he did any like actual acting. I'm sure. Alex I don't, I don't know what he in... was doing in Canada. I have no idea. That's true. <laughs> I, uh, hey, I'm just glad that 
Aaron Rodgers is not hosting. I'll move us on to question four then. So question four of halftime. What fictitious pitcher did NBC's Bob Costas interview during the pregame of the 1986 World Series? Oh, oh, yeah, I'll check in. Dan is checked in. Josh and Marcus. Guys Does that? Out. I don't. I don't know what that means. So he was a fictitious uh, pitcher. Um, I don't know a lot of the details about it. Um, but this is the guy I would always get confused with, Mark Fidrich, who was a real guy, <laughs> a real pitcher. But my guess is this is Sid Finch. I, I don't know a lot about what, what. What is it from? What is it from? I don't know if it's from like a, an article or a book. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm. There was I'm some like hoax or something. <laughs> I, I literally, I should probably read more about it because. It's a thing that existed, but my guess would be that this is Sid Finch. All right. I am in. All right. We'll check that in. All right. Bombeck and Marcus have checked in with Sid Finch. Dan, what did you have? Sid Finch makes a lot of sense, too. I put a couple things together, especially since David put NBC in the question. And I went with a show that would have been taken off right around then. And I said, Sam Mayday Malone. That actually makes more sense. Dan has checked in with Sam Mayday Malone, and Dan is actually correct in getting the points on this one. So it was funny, when I playtested this one, one of the people that I ran the question by guessed Sid Finch, and that's why I put in the NBC for exactly that reason. Yeah, so a quick, word, a quick word on Sid Finch, because I do remember this because I was a Sports Illustrated subscriber at the time. They had an issue that came out around then, so your timing was right. I don't remember the exact year, but the date of the issue just happened to line up with April Fool's Day. So on April Fool's Day, they put on an issue about a, a fictitious pitcher named Sid Finch, who supposedly was, he was in the Mets farm system, and he could hit like 160 miles an hour on the gun. I mean, the whole thing, the more you read, the more you knew. Plus, plus the whole, I think it was like the whole first page was like, uh, was an acrostic that spelled, hey, happy April Fool's Day on the, on, in the article itself. But um, uh, that would have been a great question. But it turns out this one is, is uh, Sam Malone. Bob Costa is actually, it's, it's YouTubeable, but he goes... Mm to uh he he introduces his own segment by saying that they like to go to local bars uh of of the teams that are in the world series 86 was of course the bill buckner world series and he walks in he starts interviewing sam malone in character about what pitch he would throw if he were facing gary carter or something and mm-hmm. and he starts he starts saying well maybe it'd be my fastball maybe it'd be my curveball whatever and then diane shows up and said what about that pitch you used to throw where you like covered the ball in Vaseline before you threw it or something like that? Sam's like sh- shutting her down and all this. So anyway, yeah, That's awesome. it's, it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Man. All right. Yeah. That, that made more sense. And you know, Marcus, you, you had asked him you know, when was bull, when did bull Durham come out? And that was like 89. So I was after it, but I didn't even think to go down that road of like TV versus like, I, if I would have actually clued in on the NBC part of it, I think I would have got to. Made I actually alone, didn't clue but, in on Boston until I didn't even think it would have had that's where I just was like oh fictitious pitcher maybe this would yeah. be Sid Finch like that just the first name that popped in my head and I couldn't think of a reason why it couldn't have been so I didn't even try to come up with anything else so now the the era is right although we never I don't think we ever saw Sid Finch we don't ever really know what he looked like they showed they showed pictures in the in the essay article I vaguely remember they showed pictures from the back so we don't ever really know this but anyway all right so on to question five our last question of halftime commonly seen at sporting events this object once weighed 90 pounds it can now weigh as little as two pounds i'm sure the mascots are thankful 
I'm going to check in. Dan has checked in once again. Marcus and Josh, talk it out. Uh, boy, that seems like a really heavy. Uh... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, it made me laugh. <laughs> it makes me think of a baby uh, that can barely hold up its head. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but I, <clears throat> this object once weighed 90 pounds. It can now weigh as little as two pounds. I mean, I was going to say it like a, but that not a, no, nothing I'm thinking of makes any sense. I not I can't think of anything like what would mascots pick up? And you were I'd like you're their head. That's funny, but that would be a really, that would be a super shout, shout out to my nephew Coulter, who I got to meet for the first time last weekend. And that dude's got a battering ram for a head. He just smashes it into anything, and he does not care. I was going to ask awesome. if he's a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. This is head crotch mascot level. for mascot for baby helmets. <laughs> um, oh, what do they pick up? It, object yeah, I, once I mean, weighed ninety, and it now can weigh as little as two pounds. I'm sure mascots are thankful. What in the world are mascots picking up? Not chicks. Well, like a well. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's a furry community that I think would disagree. <laughs> there it is. Okay, let me write that one down. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm I'm sure we're gonna laugh when we hear it, and it's gonna be something that we should know. But I I don't know why I can't think of what. I don't know. They're they're the mascot heads. I, sure, I got nothing else. All right, with it. we're gonna check in with mascot heads or helmets or whatever. All right, Josh and Marcus have checked in with mascot heads or helmets or whatever. Dan. So I thought about something that could have possibly started as like heavy machinery and have been have evolved its way down to something fairly simple. And uh, seeing as the mascots are picking them up often, I went with a T-shirt cannon. Dan has checked in with T-shirt cannon, and that is exactly right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I saw an article sort of came across whatever feed I was looking at. It was all about the history of the T-shirt cannon. And I said, "All right, I got I got to work that into a, a halftime question." It seems like appropriate halftime fair. No, that makes so the, that makes sense. Yeah. the The other thing that the other thing that came up, I don't know if it was that article or when I was doing some other research, but apparently there was a woman who was arrested in 2019 for taking a T-shirt cannon and using it to shoot contraband over a wall into a jail, into a prison, into a correctional institute. And she was shooting apparently cell phones, chargers, and, and even like sort of Ill, Ill, illegal drugs. So uh, I, don't know if it was I don't know if it was mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maud yeah. Flanders. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Nice, um, nice reference. No, um, I, I, the other thing is, is that I was trying to figure out anything that a mascot would be picking up. And, exactly. I mean, that's really the only thing I could really think of. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out what Charlie Brown, Sadarahu, oh, LeVar Burton, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, him alone in the t-shirt cannon have in common. Uh, yeah, you'll be working on that for a while. Okay. Can we get a score update before we move on? Yeah. Um, no surprise. Dan is increasing his lead. Um, he's still throwing a no hitter. Uh, he's a, uh, Got 360 and well, those last couple questions hurt. So Marcus and I are only at 300. So it's on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And not surprisingly, today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. Yeah! (laughs) The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Got to go with the gut this time. I got to, I got to, I've had a good do feeling they, do, both do times. all the answers all right. from a haiku is the so, question. So, <laughs> so, so Marcus, <laughs> if you think you got it, just send it in. All right. Don't even wait for me to be like, Submit question mark? Just go with it. <laughs> okay. I, and just to be clear, my intent was this one should be scored like a regular missing link. So yep, there's more, yep, there, yep. Are more, there are more points on the board here. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So question one of our, of our good old missing link. This linebacker came into the league undrafted in 1998, but went on to set the record for most consecutive starts by a linebacker without missing a game, playing for the Rams, Bills, and Redskins between 1998 and 2013. Oh, the teams work for that? Yes. Yeah, go with it. Okay, we're checking in. Marcus and Josh have checked in. Dan, talk it out. Okay, yeah, those teams work. I was trying to make sure those teams worked. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is London Fletcher. Is that a check-in with that? Okay. Sure, yeah, we'll okay. check in London Fletcher. <laughs> All right, Dan has checked in with London Fletcher, Marcus and Josh. What have you got? We also checked in London Fletcher. All right. Both teams receiving points. When I went to do some research on London Fletcher, I, I realized he has one of the more dated nicknames I could ever. I was in this nickname thing because of all the, the big this and big that in the first round. But he was called dot com. And apparently the reason he was called dot com is because he was online with the other team. And I was just thinking, like, there can't be a more dated a more dated nickname than that. But anyway, I thought I'd pass that on for you guys. So you could be <laughs> tortured by it also. All right. So our theme linked answer so far, London Fletcher. Question number two. <laughs> of course you do. Question number two. There have been seven wide receivers to win Super Bowl MVP, three from the same franchise. One of those three is also the only Ohio State Buckeye to win Super Bowl MVP. Name him. I'm, I'm checked in. All right, so Dan has checked in. Marcus and Josh, talk it out. Okay, so wide receivers to win Super Bowl MVP. Three from the same franchise. Off the top of my head immediately, Dion Branch and Julian Edelman definitely won MVP. I'm just trying to think of wide receiver MVPs and Super Bowls. Is there a third receiver for them? That's what I'm trying to get to because Brady's won a bunch of them. And I'm just now I'm thinking of receivers for them that went to Ohio State. And I don't I'm not coming up with one that won uh, the Super Bowl. Could uh Pittsburgh. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Santonio Holmes. Because didn't uh, Heinz Ward win one and then probably Lynn Swan won one back in the 70s? Hall of Famer Lynn Swan. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Yeah, Santonio Holmes definitely won for the uh, Cardinals uh, Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. All right, we are going to check in with Santonio Holmes. Dan, what did you have? I also went through the Patriots and landed on the Steelers and landed on Santonio Holmes from the Ohio State University. From where? Ohio State University? Yeah. You had to throw that in. Yeah, so both teams are receiving points. and you. Matt will let that one slide. (laughs) You... uh, you, you nailed that one all the way around. So, yeah, so Heinz, Heinz Ward was one of the other Steeler wide receivers to win Super Bowl MVP. And, of course, the last one is Marcus's favorite, Lynn Swan. Um, I know he was campaigning for him to get into the hall. So, anyway. I'm right. campaigning for him to be the first one to be removed from the hall. To be kicked out of the hall. It's going to be him and then Joe Namath can both get out of there. The theme-linked answers thus far are London Fletcher and Santonio Holmes. Question three. After measuring under five foot seven at the combine, this running back was drafted 60th overall out of UCLA in the 2000s, but went on to be second overall in career rushing yards for the only franchise for whom he played. Checked in. Before I even pasted it, Marcus and Josh have checked in. Dan, talk it out. Oh, man. All right. So I got to be thinking about college football in the 2000s, which is not my biggest thing um i don't know where to go on this one um second overall in career rushing yards for the only franchise for whom he played so i got to come up with the ucla running back first of all in the 2000s and i have no one to talk to david what do you know about ucla uh running backs in the 2000s so much i know so much dan i wish i was your teammate right now so yeah I'm afraid that I'm going to just try and take way too long to try and narrow things down. I don't think I'm going to get there, at least not in any time in an orderly fashion. So you're not going to take a trip for your farewell. I, I, it's, uh... If it's there, it's not somewhere where I'm going to be able to find it. Mm. Very it's, quickly. it's in the catacombs. Then. It's probably, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably been archived. Um, yeah. moth, moth, <laughs> moth, moth balls. <laughs> um, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to bring out Tom Tupa and uh, let him uh, let him try to pin you inside the uh, inside the ten. I, I, I don't have an answer. We're going coffin corner. All right. Dan has checked in with his punt. So Josh and Marcus, what did you guys have? Yeah, um, college football in the 2000s is something I love very dearly, and. Uh, he actually, Dan, would it help you if I could tell you that after he was drafted, he hyphenated? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, would it help if I told you the team, Jacksonville? Oh, Maurice, Maurice Jones Drew. Really? Yes. The correct answer when he was drafted was Maurice Drew. And then after he'd been in the league, I think for a year, he hyphenated to Maurice Jones Drew. So that's what we checked in with. That's correct. One team is receiving points. And the correct answer is Maurice Jones, Drew. And yes, everything you just hinted to Dan is is right. He went to Jacksonville, was second in career rushing yards, Jacksonville to Fred Taylor. In fact, I think sat behind him for a while until he took over. Uh, but I think the 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 under five foot seven was what 
killed his draft status in a lot of ways. I think people were thinking he was more like five nine oh. for some reason. That was a huge deal. And, oh yeah. Uh, so people care about height so much, but uh, I, I can tell you personally because I remember watching. Uh, I believe he had a three hundred yard rushing game against Washington while he was uh, while he was at UCLA, and I remember yeah. watching it and being like, "Why isn't this guy going to be the first overall pick?" Yeah, I know. But we were also he was not great then. So <laughs> fair enough. But it's weird that uh, like running backs is like you, you can be too short or like you can be too tall like oh he's too tall to be an nfl yeah back. It, yes. basically if you're if you're not over 510 and under 62 you're like <laughs> it's you know such a I mean? small like, window of like like eddie george was like 63 and oh he was, he, was and, he was too tall yeah too, too tall. way too tall yeah yeah it's true well the other thing that always amazes me is they measure hand size and take that so seriously it's not just your height but it's but gotta be able to hold on to the ball Right, I know. Sure, sure. That's but a, anyway. Hunter Hunter Renfro, I believe, uh, the receiver from Clemson, who I don't think I've ever seen him drop a pass <laughs> since I've watched <laughs> him play football. He, I think, he measured with the smallest hands that they've ever recorded at the combine as a receiver. Oh, and interesting. Than Dante Culpepper's? Yeah, he's got little Burger King baby hands. <laughs> he just catches Perfect. everything. The little hands. Perfect. Adrian Peterson right. can crush your hand with a. Uh, with a handshake, but he can't hold on to the ball. So, that's, and he can rip right. a tree out of the ground and beat us. Yeah, okay. All right, easy. Let's cut. Let's easy. cut that. Okay, cut that too. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> this is Matt. He might Perfect. keep it in. Yeah, it's oh, true. Well, he'll he'll come right. with his own rant on that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So our theme Blake answers thus far are London Fletcher, Santonio Holmes, and Maurice Jones-Drew. So on to question four for our missing link: the first player to have 900 career receptions. He got to 940 in 1995 before being overtaken by Jerry Rice for good in the final week of his last season. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2008 alongside his longtime teammate, Daryl Green. You can check in. All right. So Dan has checked in. Marcus and Josh. Uh, we are checking in with Art Monk. So Marcus and Josh have checked in with Art Monk. Dan, what did you have? I also checked in with Art Monk. All right. Points all around. I didn't know until I researched this that Art Monk is actually first cousin. Maybe first cousin once removed with Thelonious Monk. I had no idea. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world, I guess. I mean, it can't be that common of a name. But anyway, all right. On to question five, our last question of our missing link. Oh, wait, did I read them? Okay, sorry. London Fletcher, Santonio Holmes, Maurice Jones, Drew, and Art Monk. All right, question five. These longtime wrestling tag team brothers may be best known for their amazing spots during table, ladders, and chairs matches with the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. Marcus, Marcus is already smiling. Oh, I think I, I got to check in. <laughs> I think I got as far as these, and he just read, he just took it from there. I uh, must have seen the question coming. All right. Marcus is checking in with Josh, sorry, and Dan. That leaves you to talk it out. How long should I take to get this one, Marcus, before I? Uh, I'm say pretty what it sure is? you probably had it the exact same time I did, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the longer I sit on trying to remember, trying to remember these names is that the longer I have to think about what the, uh, <laughs> what the missing link might be. Yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll end the charade. It's uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy. It is Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Hardy boys. Oh shoot. I forgot to ask. Sorry, Marcus oh, and John. Marcus, I just assumed. <laughs> that oh, you knew okay. This. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm not going to let him check in. Wait, on hold this. on. Hold, wait, hold yeah. on for Dan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had this right away as well. As you were reading it, aside from the fact that it fit my theme, I was um, uh, yeah. I was aside from that, <laughs> uh, I had this one right away when you talked about 
tag team brothers because this was back when i was actually watching wrestling so, ah yes very good is, okay in fact, the hardy boys awesome thanks josh i mean, I, I apologize <laughs> for for insulting your wrestling knowledge oh I, he he I, he hit it before i did i was starting to type as i was laughing and then he hit it immediately and i was like yeah, absolutely <laughs> all right of course i didn't so, have a space between hardy and boys but you know you know what i meant <laughs> well so points all around on question five and the theme linked answers are london fletcher santonio holmes maurice jones drew art monk and the hardy boys so I believe I should pause and see if anybody wants to submit a guess for the theme. Um, and I will say, just as a to to add on to the end of uh, the last question, in my opinion, because I think there should always be a distinguishing um, between a regular wrestling match and any kind of gimmick match. I think that. WrestleMania 17, the TLC match with the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys is the best gimmick match ever. I just, that, oh, when I think about the original TLC, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. it wasn't the, it was the second TLC match, but it was the WrestleMania 17 one. Uh, yeah, 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 Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So to I'm, me, it's I'm the best gimmick match ever. I'm certainly no aficionado, but, but uh, the, the one that I hear about all the time, and I remember watching was the Mankind um, Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. Maybe that doesn't count as a gimmick match. It, uh, no, it is. It is a gimmick match. Okay, but okay. to me, that one, it's not a great wrestling match. It's a holy crap. <laughs> this is unreal. And I, then I you agree. saw the actual like insanity that is Mick Foley. Uh, <laughs> it changed yeah. wrestling forever. How that guy yeah. can still walk is beyond me. Like, oh, well, I, and my yeah. And my That's favorite great. thing is, uh, no, we're just talking. Uh, uh, my favorite thing about that is everybody thinks he's smiling in that one shot of him. And he goes, I'm not, I wasn't smiling. He goes, I was trying to push my tongue through the hole that was in his mouth or like oh. right underneath his lip. Oh, he's not God, smiling. He's, he's, going, oh. he's, trying he's trying to do that. Gross. So, yep. He's amazing. And he's not, I mean, some of the wrestlers, I think they're kind of, they're kind of knuckleheads, but I mean, he's actually a pretty intelligent guy. And he's oh, managed yeah, to keep it together. Absolutely. So he's just has a pain threshold that I'll it's, never it's understand. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he sort of brought the stuntman aspect to that, to that absolutely. sport in a huge way. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams have put in guesses. Um, the first team to get a guess in was, well, a correct guess in were Josh and Marcus. So I'll let you guys sort of let the cat out of the bag and share what you guys came up with. All, all right. Uh, all Josh here. <laughs> well, uh, this uh, came to me after the third one. We have Jessica Fletcher. We have Sherlock Holmes. We have Nancy Drew, Adrian Monk, and the Hardy Boys. These are all crime solvers slash detectives. They're not all detectives, so I kind of went with solvers slash detectives. So. Yeah, I would have taken characters from detective shows or, or, or something like that. But yes, absolutely. And, and Dan... Dan got it in as well after after taking a bold guess after after uh, okay so after London Fletcher but go let, ahead Dan I'll let, let you me let me give say. the background on this yeah, I knew that I was up by sixty points so <clears throat> I knew a fifty point swing would still keep me in the lead so I wanted to take a shot at the first one and just kind of went by knowing what I know of David he might have done this one because I thought about doing it and. Um, a Fletcher is someone who makes arrows. So yes. I decided right away that it was going to be occupational names. Oh, interesting. 
I was initially <laughs> going with, I was like, London. Is he going to somehow kind of go with the I thought he was going to be the Olympic host thing cities? Again. And, but, and then Holmes came out and I started going, what do fictional detectives have to do with Fletcher or London? And then I never <laughs> thought again uh, until after I saw the Hardy Boys and then well after I saw the Hardy Boys, <laughs> fictional detectives. So. Well, yeah. This is where and, it actually yeah. helps to have a partner, I will say, because because partners can talk you off. Of, like you can get your head stuck on something virtually impossible. And then sometimes somebody goes, say, wait a minute. What about, you know, so Dan, you're right. You've got a, it's a it's a handicap match for sure. So. All right, um, Josh. So where are we score update wise? Well, um, Dan was right with taking his guess because he was up 60 at the time. However, he got one incorrect in that round when he punted right so he has currently lost the lead for now uh dan has 490 and marcus and myself have a whopping lead of 10 we are at 500 here we go so fourth quarter or put your foot the fourth quarter known as put your fours up This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. So, categories for today's fourth quarter. Question one, ticket to ride. Question two, drive my car. Question three, nowhere man. Question four, blackbird. Question five, long and winding road. Ticket to ride will be college awards. Drive My Car will be Super Bowl history. Nowhere Man will be NBA accomplishments. Blackbird will be team colors. And Long and Winding Road will be Major League Baseball hit records. Well, our wagers are in. So we'll start with question one in Ticket to Ride. What is the only school that has at least two Heisman Trophy winners who are still active in the NFL and at least two John Wooden award winners who are still active in the NBA. Oh, I just, I just, I think I just got it. I'll check in. Marcus and Josh, you guys want to talk it out or catch us up where you're thinking? <clears throat> yep. Um, so Heisman winners is obviously where I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start. And uh, we've been kind of going through it and we kind of landed on Oklahoma. Cause you have Kyler Murray, you have um, Baker Mayfield. And my question that I asked Josh was, did Blake Griffin win? Because Blake Griffin is still active. I think he did win the Wooden, yeah. And then I followed up with, did Buddy Heald win? And that's where we're not sure. But it is different from like the AP player of the year. The Wooden Award is is different. So you can have an AP player of the year that won. That I mean, didn't it's not, win the Wooden. Right. It's not Duke. It's not because Duke's never going to have a high no. winner ever. No, <laughs> not in not North Carolina because they don't no. have the football either. And um, so yeah, I, we wanna, I think Oklahoma yeah. is the best right. option. OK, so we are going to check in with Oklahoma for 100 points. Dan, what did you have? Same sort of reasoning in that um, it had to be a. It had to be a football school in order for this to work. There's too many basketball schools that aren't football schools and um, didn't have to go too far back to find two Oklahoma winners in the, of the Heisman. Um, Griffin came to mind right away. And then because of the show, Buddy Heald's on my, uh, on my radar. So I figured that's got to be it. So I went with Oklahoma for 90. Both teams are receiving their points. That's right. And you guys all, you hit the, the main guys, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. And yeah, Blake Griffin and Buddy Heald both won 
the wooden award. Um, I had to look up whether Blake Griffin was even still active because I feel like he's been dwindling in recent. I mean, I know he is. He just re-signed, re-upped with the Nets, I think. But it just feels like he's he's a sort of shadow of what he once was. It, it was so interesting because his game has changed so much. You know, I watched most of the NBA playoffs, and now he's like their banger. Like, he's just there to, like, commit fouls and kind of make shots sometimes, but he's definitely not what, not oh, what no. he was. No, I mean, when he's at, whatever, fourth option at best on the Nets, right? I mean... Certainly not where he's used to being, where his ego is used to being, but he seems to have adapted. Okay, question two in Drive My Car. Who is the only coach in Super Bowl history to win the Super Bowl with three different quarterbacks? We are going to check in. Marcus and Josh have checked in. Dan, rare chance to talk it out by yourself. Oh, man. Yeah, and not sure where I want to go with this one. Um, you can get it wrong. Well, Yeah. I could. That's what, that would be my preference. Personally. Okay, sure. We'll do that. <laughs> you got it. Hey, listen, Dan, you're a wrestling fan. You got to do the job on your way out. That's that. That's is that, that how it works? Them's the rules. You got to You got to You got to put these guys over. That's exactly. The, that, that's the same. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you guys you. are pretty over the way it is. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're going to see him punk it. You're going to see him punk it right now. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to drop some truth bombs. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. It's, I mean, it's not going to be Belichick. What? He isn't one with multiple quarterbacks? (laughs) Nor will he. Um, I'm thinking it's got to be one of those teams that like snuck in every once in a while and did it like the Giants or the the football team. Um, Did uh, Joe Gibbs do it with three different quarterbacks? He did it with Rippon, Mark Rippon. He did it with Joe Theismann and with Williams. He did it with all three of them. Um, Yeah. Go with the Joe, not Joe Theismann, Joe Gibbs uh, for 100. Dan has checked in with Joe Gibbs for 100. Josh. Uh, yeah, I pretty. That was the first one that came to mind. I was like, how many Super Bowls has Washington won? And pretty quickly, because I had Rippon and Williams in my head, and then Marcus was pretty quick to put all three with Theismann. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So we also checked in with Joe Gibbs for 100. Both teams are receiving points. I, I was I was waiting for Dan to hit it immediately because because my my category was drive my car. Oh uh, my gosh, yes. Sorry, sorry, Dan. I was I was actually oh. trying to hand, hand you one on the way out the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> even my attempt to put Dan over didn't help. Oh, so okay. All right. All right. But yes, Joe Gibbs, you 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 guys got it. It's Joe Thies from Mark Griffin and Doug Williams. And I think he only won three, but with three different quarterbacks. So um, yes, hundred percent. He didn't win one with Patrick Ramsey. What? <laughs> um, should we get a score update, Josh? Uh, well, both teams have gotten both of the first ones right. Um, since Dan only went ninety on that first one, Marcus and myself, we've expanded our lead. We are at seven hundred, but Dan is at six eighty, so he is right on our heels. Another one we used to say, this is going to come down to who wants it more. Uh, I never, I never really understood I that. Doubt it. I, 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 <laughs> it rarely does. But Maybe. Anyway, I all mean, right. Do question. you guys want it? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who really, at the end of the day, really cares? All, all right. right. Question three in nowhere, man. 12 times in NBA history, a player has had a game with 20 or more rebounds, but zero points. What player owns seven of these 12 games? I'll check in. Dan has begrudgingly checked in. Josh and Marcus. <laughs> I mean, that one makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think Rodman immediately because he had some insane 
stat lines uh, as far as not scoring. Um, yeah, I mean, I that was the first one that came to my mind as does well. Does nowhere man does that does that uh, do anything for you? The worm is that does that <laughs> like is that something that connects? I just I don't I feel like this is an obvious answer and maybe I'm that's why I'm hesitant because like ESPN well, every once in a while you know yeah because like ESPN every once in a while you know how they just they'll just randomly in their social media they'll just post like on this date and whatever here's a stat line I remember seeing one not that long ago of Rodman it was like zero points he had like 28 yeah, rebounds I, or something crazy I mean he to me once yeah you're right it's the obvious one but it's are, are we going to talk our way out of our right answer, possibly? I can't think of anybody else I, who would have done. If if this isn't Dennis Rodman, then good for whoever this is. because Agreed. I, okay. So let's check in with Dennis Rodman for 100 points. Dan, what did you check in? Well, unfortunately for me, I also checked in with the same answer for the same wager being 20 points down. So Dennis Rodman for 100 yeah, Dennis Rodman is is correct, and yes, it was the obvious answer. The, the the less obvious but completely unfair question is: Would you have any guess who's the only other guy that's had more than one of these? I'll just I'll just tell you, it was actually Marcus Camby. Oh, oh, that makes, oh, that makes that's, sense. That makes yeah. absolute. Yeah, oh. Norman was a more subtle hint, just because he seems like the kind of guy that just doesn't oh, have he, a place in the world. He, yeah, <laughs> he definitely he definitely has a point of view. That's for uh, sure. for sure. But Wait, that's for darn sure. He no has question. a place. Doesn't he have a place in uh, North in Korea? In North Korea, yeah. <laughs> said okay question four in blackbird what's the only city that has three big four teams that use the same colors the colors all match the city flag which was designed to match the coat of arms of the namesake of the city I'm checked in dan has checked in um marcus and josh my initial thought is pittsburgh because they're black and yellow is the pirates the penguins and the steelers yes I don't know but, anything about the city flag or anything like that. I, I don't either, but I know that those are in the same city and right. they all have the same black and gold. Mm-hmm. So Let's those are three teams with the same colors in the same city. I have no right. idea about the color of the coat of arms, but right. say, Let's uh, hold on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it says the only city that has three big four teams that use the same color. That's they true. use. Three right. of those four teams okay. all okay. have the same okay. colors. Okay, okay, okay. So there can't be another one, right? <laughs> okay. I was just, I was just trying to go through it, but if you, yeah. That's I mean, fine. if it says the only city that has it, then <laughs> okay, okay, yes. So we're gonna go with Pittsburgh for one hundred points. All right, <laughs> Marcus and Josh have checked in with Pittsburgh for hundred points. Dan, what did you have? Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. There's only. I mean, that's that's something I've been thinking about ever since I realized it when I was like seven, eight years old. I mean, they they all use black and yellow. And I always wondered why University of Pittsburgh didn't use black and yellow. But yeah, Wiz Khalifa is going to be upset with you, Josh, for uh, saying it black and gold. Black, black and yellow. I, black, actually, yellow, officially, gold. I think it is. Oh, sorry. First, let me say everybody got their points. But I think officially it is black, gold, and white. Those are their colors. That The way they're listed. They, they I know it looks. It, this, this is Vegas It's listed gold. as gold. That's yeah, all right. Because like the Packers sometimes call themselves green and gold. And they're green and yellow. Like it's it doesn't gold. get more yellow. That's this not Vegas, gold. This is it is gold. It, Packers. What, no, Packers you, look what, very what are you yellow talking about? What? Washington? Yes. Yeah, well, no, this Washington. color. This yeah. color is considered Vegas gold, not oh. gold. Oh, 
Okay. Whatever. Uh, so that's, we, what I mean. that's what I mean. It's all, it's so all fine. At some point, we get into like Crayola color designations or like nail exactly. polish designations. <laughs> it's it's beyond just the primary colors. So Or a uh, callback to Honolulu blue. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. That's, right. Episode that's one. a callback. That is a I remember deep, that. deep. Yeah. That was uh, a big discussion back. here because Seattle could have been an answer uh, because a lot of people wanted the Kraken to be the Kraken. Whatever that color be, palette that the other two teams have. <laughs> right. The Sounders and the Seahawks. And I said, please, God, no. Well, the Mariners <laughs> could easily do that, too. Yeah, they're they're not far away uh, with the teal and blue and white. It's actually funny when I when I read this. Uh, I was surprised they were the only ones. I mean, everybody knows those are the Pittsburgh colors, but you look, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of diversity, even within the same city. They don't, they don't even try to get close to this. And, no, and I, not I, at all. Like the, like but, the Broncos nuggets and the right. Avalanche. Right. I mean, they, they're like <laughs> diametrically opposite. Well, well, I don't know. Diametrically Minnesota, colors, you've but, got, you know, purple yeah. and gold and uh, red and blue and yeah. green, red. Well, the wild have like 50 colors in their yeah. logo. That brings us to the last question of the fourth quarter and of the game in long and winding road. What major league baseball player who played his entire career for one franchise, not only holds his franchise record for most career hits, but is more than 2000 hits ahead of the player in second place. I'm not sure I could come up with anything better. Okay. You want to go with that? Yeah, let's go with it. All right. We are going to check in. Marcus and Josh have checked in. Dan, last chance to talk it out. I think I was about ready to check in. I was kind of going through other possibilities after I got to this guy. Um, I had to think of guys who played for not very storied teams, but had very storied careers um, as far as hits go. And um, I finally came around to Tony Gwynn with the, uh, the Padres and I couldn't think of another hit leader for the the Padres for for most of the Padres existence up until he hit all those hits he was like the only one so I uh, am checking in for 100 points with Tony Gwynn Josh and Marcus definitely working through trying to think of I was thinking of guys in the 3000 hit club right like to be 2,000 more than second place, you had to have probably been in that 3,000 hit club. So I was working through some of the, and it's like some of the teams have been around for, you know, crazy long time that there's so many players that have played. So I was kind of whittling my way. The one I got to that I was like, oh, this one, maybe I got to Kansas City and I thought is George Brett, because I, I have a hard time thinking who their second was, but Marcus sent over to me. I uh, I sent I said could this be Tony Gwynn and the Padres and then of course because I'm an idiot I remembered I did a five on five on San Diego home run totals and the amazing thing about it was that nobody was over 200 and that made me think that oh maybe nobody has you know nobody's been there long enough besides him to to get to you know that you know to be under 2000 you know closer to tony gwynn so we were comfortable going with that so we also checked in with tony gwynn for 100 points once again both teams are receiving their points yeah it is tony gwynn so tony gwynn had 30 uh 3141 hits 
Second place in in Padres franchise history is Gary Templeton, who had who had one thousand one hundred thirty five hits, and I think Templeton may have been the guy that they that they got from the Cardinals and when they when they when the Padres traded Ozzie Smith away. Um, uh, just for the right. yeah, yeah. Ju- and just for the record, second place or second biggest lead for a, with a franchise is is George Brett. Okay, so nice. <laughs> well, he's got to nice be over Frank Josh, White, who we might guess. And it, and it is over Frank White, but his lead mm. is is uh, one thousand one hundred forty eight hits. So Tony Gwynn's lead is not only it's, the biggest that anybody has for franchise for a franchise, but it is by a wide margin. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so it Tati, is. So totally Tatis crazy. is going to be the only one that can challenge that. Uh, well, Tatis could easily Tatis could easily get to second place. I would. Yeah, I that's think. right. I don't know. I, I just mean, I mean get within two thousand. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Within two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Dan has finished with nine hundred eighty points, and our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Josh Rosen Award, with a thousand points, are Marcus and Bombback. Thanks, guys. Anything else you guys want to talk about? And you're the you're the best. I appreciate you so much. And uh, I know this isn't like you're leaving for good, but uh, it has been so much fun. I'm glad. I'm glad that I got to join and get to know you. And I am super excited for when you return because I feel like that is inevitable, and I am looking forward to it. Not Thanos. <laughs> Not inevitable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dan, I know, I know that uh, I'm not a bench warmer, but I'll jump in anyway and 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 say that I'll I'll save the superlatives that I that I've told you sort of in in Facebook and just say that that as a fan of the show, I love it when I when I sort of check the when I, when I download on uh, you know on Spotify and I and I and I read the description and I see that you're hosting a show, I get like sort of extra excited because I know. I know it's going to be high quality. I know it's going to be something that makes me think. I I know. I was telling Dan recently that that the alphabet game that you laid out was just. I was kicking myself that I didn't see it after about C. I mean, it was just the the games that you're playing within the games as you're writing. It's just it's just phenomenal. It's like it's like the thinking man sports trivia. I just I love listening to your games. So I know I'm not a bench warmer, but I'll put my two cents in anyway. Thanks for everything. That's high praise coming from the person I think is the best question writer on that we've ever had. So um, thank you for that. Um, I guess in the end, I'm going to go out like every, uh, every uh, wrestler should got to go out on my back <laughs> and uh, you guys, you know, you, you played in an excellent game. I mean, seriously, I mean, nothing much I can do about that. I missed one question. So, I mean, and uh, I, I, I wasn't going to come up with Maurice Jones Drew. There's just no way I was going to come up with that. So um, I did. I, I put in the effort and I did the best I possibly could have done in this game, I think. And uh, hats off to you guys. You knocked me down, kept me down. So just want to uh, really quick go out and, uh, you know, thank everybody for, uh, for giving this podcast, podcast a chance. And uh, we've, uh, we had a lot of fun putting it together. And then it's been, it's been work. You know, it's, it's been a lot of work keeping this going, but, um, it's been something I've been honored to be a part of, and, um, I'm not leaving the group, you know, I'm still going to be around if they let me stay on the chat, I'm going to stay on the chat. So I'll know what's going on. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be back for a couple more games actually that aren't scheduled yet, but will be scheduled soon. And, uh, you know, if you all are looking for somebody 
to, uh, you know, break up the monotony. Let me know. I'll, I'll come on every once in a while, but, uh, I'm going to go out there and start working on what really is truly my first love. Um, and that is the, um, board gaming. And, um, I'm going to keep, you know, keep, keep going with that. Keep an eye out, keep an eye out for me. I should have some more games in the market at some point here. And, um, just want to say, um, Marcus, Josh, thank you so much for, uh, for giving me a great game at the end, David, again, thank you so much for writing that game. I'm, I keep saying I'm honored, but I, I, I am you, uh, you wrote an amazing game and I, I, I'm truly honored to have been able to play it. I, that you asked me to play it, um, means a lot to me. Um, thank you so much. And uh, for everybody else out there that's been on the show before who have listened to the show before, you know, thank you for, uh, thank you for all you've done to make the show as good as it has been. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to, uh, continue on in Dan's absence and try to give you as best quality as we can. Um, hopefully a few laughs along the way as well. Some of us maybe lean a little more to that side where we can maybe entertain you through, uh, humor rather than correct answers. Although today I feel pretty good. We, uh, Marcus and I did a pretty nice job. Um, Dan, your, uh, your seat is, uh, always going to be open. So whenever you want to come out of your quote retirement, um, your seat's there. And uh, uh, David, anytime you want to host, although you probably should come back and play again soon, because now you're at three hosts and one play, you probably need to get back into the feel the pain mode and, uh, you know, play some games again too. But uh, you are welcome anytime to play or host. Uh, Thank or you. keep feeding answers or, or questions to um to us benchwarmers and uh, we always give you the shout out that you deserve because most of our questions pale in comparison uh, <laughs> no that's 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 absolutely not true but i'm happy to help any way i can i just as long as i can sort of keep the magic going and uh, in any way i can I, I i love listening to the game and it doesn't it's fun to hear my questions read but you know what it's more fun when not somebody else is like i can't i can't play along when i write the questions <laughs> so that that is true that, that is so, true um, uh, I know personally myself, I enjoy uh, being on the hosting side of, and writing things. And I'm always surprised sometimes when I write a game, I'm like, oh, I think this should uh, play pretty easily. And then I start stumping left and right and it just blows my mind. But, you know, it just it's hard to gauge yeah. sometimes. It's it's not Absolutely easy is. to find that balance. Um, but I yeah, thought this sometimes was sometimes you perfectly... write questions about Sonia Henny and no one knows who she is. <laughs> Oh, you know what, Dan? When I heard that, I was screaming at my so, podcast. <laughs> Dan, I'm not, I don't know if I would have necessarily got the answer, but you certainly would not have received from me a who. I absolutely have am familiar with so Sonia Henny. So it's yeah. feel feel good with that. That at least one of the other old guys on this podcast at least wouldn't have given you uh, shade for that. And it's funny because I feel like we're on, you know, with this particular group of people, we're on every, you know, end of the spectrum on question writing, because for me, what gives me the most anxiety about this podcast is writing questions. And um, it's, I've definitely, between all three of you have been able to, you like, take some things and improve my question writing by hearing good questions. I think all three mm -hmm. of you write great questions and it gives me more confidence to write questions. So thank you guys. Cause like, <laughs> I, I freak out, I freak out every time I write a game and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Jenna, is this completely dumb? Is this too hard? All that stuff. So anyways, uh, yeah. Appreciate everybody here. This is yeah. a lot of fun. 
Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. Don't do math. (laughs) Don't do math. Don't do math. Do math, not math. Do math, not math. And buy Dan's games because they're fantastic. Yes. Yeah, you can do math. That's fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> now it's oh, fine. On his way he'll out. Turn. He'll, he'll, he'll turn on his way out. That's classic. <laughs> the classic ultimate wrestling. heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>